Raiders of the Lost Fart. Good morning, Sweet World, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, January 20th, 2023. This is The Drop. I'm Jay Eskeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, that's Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you. Next to Tassie is the bearded one, my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Ayo. Ayo. And over yonder, making the magic happen, super producers, J.D., and JK. What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? What's up? Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like the video. Make sure you can hear us right now and uh, comment away there in the stream team. Sorry for that little hiccup off the top. Uh, get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. T-shirts, hoodies, mugs, everything available. Send in your questions and comments to nodunksattheathletic.com. I'm sure we'll hit the beach at some point next week. Or you can tweet in your questions at nodunksinc. That's I-N-C. On today's drop, Tess, of course, on a Friday, you got your worst of the week nominees. Mm -hmm. You got a good crop for us? (laughs) You goose them? I'm cropping them. Okay, nice. (laughs) Uh, We'll also take a look at the first wave of players announced in the Top Shot 50. We'll have some fun with that. And we'll send you into the weekend with a little rapid-fire fun. But let's start with the games last night. We had some very entertaining ones, especially that finals rematch. Celtics beating the Warriors in overtime. To win that finals rematch, uh, what is that game? I guess it would be game eight, because they already played once oh. this season. <laughs> uh, I forgot about that part, yeah. They, they took care of business. In the end, a uh, very, very entertaining game. 121-118. Any big takeaways from uh, Tass Mellis on that game? Well, it felt like the finals, because the Warriors went small. You remember in the finals, they said, come on, Looney, get to the bench. We're going with Otto Porter Jr. in the starting lineup. Now it's Jordan Poole in the starting lineup. Instead, going small looked like it worked. Uh, because they were able to slow down Jason Tatum. I thought Poole was pretty good defensively, actually. And then it came down to the final seven minutes where the Warriors, yeah, they were up, uh, despite Al Horford doing Al Horford stuff. Al Horford, because he was the big man on the floor, he had to be guarded by Andrew Wiggins. He was doing the too small thing multiple times. Al Horford. (laughs) I just... I never thought I'd see the day that Al Horford would be doing that on the floor. Is it is it cool now to be doing it? Oh, you mean once Al Horford does it, yeah, it's not cool like, anymore? It's done. <laughs> it's over? Yeah. <laughs> I thought about that. I think we've reached, we've reached another step. I think we've got to – something else got to okay. happen. Okay. Something else. we got to evolve. The kids will come out with something else. Yeah, because, they'll be uh, on to the next thing soon. Yeah, it's a little too much. Anyways, uh, the Celtics were down eight with uh, seven minutes left to play in the fourth, uh, but they were able to use their size. Uh, they actually uh, had – they went – downsized themselves uh, to adapt to uh, the Warriors' play, either playing Horford at the five or Robert Williams at the five, not going two bigs. So you saw Steph Curry be able to get into the lane to make it uh, a three-point game with uh, 28 seconds left, and then bang, Jalen Brown hits a three on the other side after a, a flub by Jordan Poole to tie it to go into overtime. So, yeah, the Celtics ran away with it in overtime, but I think the, the Warriors' lineup change Makes them feel confident against this Boston Celtics team. It was fun going down to the wire, but I think they feel like they can beat this Boston Celtics team. And it was weird to see Jason Tatum's game where he had a bad shooting night, although, you know, he he left the floor in the first quarter and sat down. That was his last rest for the, the entire game, which was pretty neat. Played the second quarter, the third quarter, the fourth quarter, and overtime, but didn't shoot well. Uh, contributed in other areas, uh, even though he turned the ball over seven times. 
I think the Warriors feel pretty good. I think Steve Kerr really going for it with that small ball lineup, really trying to spark something in the Warriors this second half because they haven't they haven't been Warriors like they haven't been what they were last season. That was a real game of basketball. Like <laughs> it felt like a playoff atmosphere. It was such a great game that Eshua, he was an Atlanta Hawks fan yesterday. Apparently now he's a Boston Celtics fan oh. after last night. That's pretty crazy to me. <laughs> they could turn just like that. But when you see Brown, Horford, Tatum all hitting huge threes down the stretch, I thought that was big. Uh, you're right, Jordan Poole, he was competing in that game, but ma- massive brain fart <laughs> to completely uh, lose Brown for a wide open three yeah. there. After Horford had just hit one, Draymond said, I can't help Al, Al Horford. Yeah. So I thought, you know. That's uh, as the Anthony Slater explained today at the Athletic. That's what happens when you don't play Kevon Looney because Looney wasn't in for the previous offensive possession. Celtics get the ball back, they don't call a timeout, and then they're able to take advantage of Poole being out there and just being a little bit of a space cadet. So Boston had 18 offensive rebounds. They got a ton of them in the fourth quarter. Golden State had 17 turnovers, almost a low number for them. So the possession yeah. game went to Boston. And that was good when neither team could shoot the ball. Uh, I do think Steph Curry should have pulled up from the logo at the end of uh, the fourth quarter. <laughs> After he hit the one at halftime, that was amazing. he should have taken another half-court shot. Nobody would get mad if he took it. It was a tie game. <laughs> it, it would have been a better shot. That was an amazing shot. <laughs> the Celtics, though, they tried to throw this thing away at the end. Oh, Tatum had three. They had some turnovers. insane turnovers. Like, great defensive stop, turnover at half court yeah. multiple times and then the near turnover I think it was Jalen Brown that actually ended up saving it on the far sideline there this was a uh, that was awesome that's basketball <laughs> yeah Tatum has room to grow against the Warriors that's for sure uh, he can play a lot better uh, but yeah back to that shot real quick it's cool for a guy who's won four championships in Steph Curry done it all call him whatever you want top 10 player of all time top five player of all time if that's your thing to be doing something different than he's ever done i don't think he's ever done that like a steal <laughs> at half like that steal and a pull a up bomb. that was so cool that was money <laughs> i know it is weird with i mean with curry it's like when he got the steal you're like he's going to hit that like you're mm-hmm. you're you're thinking it's going to be weirder if he doesn't hit it right. <laughs> and i can't i can't think of many other players in in history where you would think a guy from half court <laughs> at the end of a half is uh is more likely to make it than not. But you did, and of course it goes in. But yeah, the one at the end of, uh, was that regulation there, uh, on the sideline in front of the, the bench, fading away. I mean, it's Curry, so there's no really, truly bad shot, but uh, I'm with you, TK. Just facing up probably would have been a better shot. Uh, the Celtics bigs, though. I mean, more love for, for Horford with the 2010. Robert Williams, I thought, won them this game. And, and a part of it is the Warriors going small, and Looney not being out there for a good chunk of it. He only played 20 minutes. Robert Williams, though, in his 27 minutes of Time Lord, it's seven offensive rebounds. And so many of those were, like, timely offensive rebounds to obviously extend the possession and end in a Celtics bucket. So, yeah, those two bigs. I mean, this. I mean, look, if we get this finals rematch again, no one's going to be upset. They play entertaining games. There's that differing of styles. Yeah, do you go really small? Do you go really big? Try and abuse them inside. Because you have Horford, he can still shoot. Um, it's a great matchup between these two teams and they gave us another entertaining one yeah I, I, the coaches are going for it that's for sure Kerr uh, making that coaching maneuver real real smart uh, he's saying let Al Horford do his too small and try and beat us let uh, Robert Williams try and beat us while we'll try and take away uh, the wings and Joe Mazzulli yeah that really really smart maneuver there at the end to not call a timeout uh, because yeah the, the Jordan Poole flub of not 
covering Jalen Brown happened because they couldn't go offense to defense and get their defensive lineup out there. Coaching, middle of the season. Pretty exciting. <laughs> I'll need somebody out there to do the research for me because this just might be my like selective memory. I feel like Jalen Brown is lights out in overtime periods. I think this guy, like, he's such an athlete that he doesn't tire all that much and seems to be more explosive than a lot of people who have played 40 minutes up to that point. But somebody go fact check me on that because it just feels like every Celtics overtime game I've seen over the last couple years, it feels like Jalen Brown, even if he's having a bad game through regulation, has a couple baskets, makes a big play and stuff like that. I feel like that guy is an overtime guy. Um, I don't know if anybody agrees with me. Again, it's just like in my head. It feels like every Celtics overtime game, that guy makes like a couple big baskets and, and uh, helps them get the victory more times than not. But somebody's going to have to check that because I'm not doing it. <laughs> I couldn't even figure out how to do it. <laughs> he's he's 39% from the field in first overtime segments this oh, year. Okay, well, that's not amazing. <laughs> no. No, not at all. What about – I thought I always think of him as a first quarter guy. Well, yeah, he at times does that for sure. Yeah, he'll have those fifteen point first quarters. Yeah, last night he struggled like six of eighteen, but then in the end, like, you know, Brown hits that big three. Tatum had a big three. Like these guys didn't have great games, uh, but man, they sure have a knack for timing. I mean, Tatum had thirty four and nineteen. Well, yeah, but shooting the he ball. didn't shoot the ball well, yeah, but yeah. nobody shot the ball well uh, last night. So I think thirty four and nineteen in a poor shooting night. Oh, that's huge. an awesome game. Yeah. Looney should have played more. I think that was a mistake by Steve Kerr. I, I understand why he did it, but Looney was instrumental uh, last year. So I think you see Boston crushing him on the glass, and that's a huge that's a huge reason that uh, the Celtics won last night. So Steve Kerr says he's going to keep rolling with Poole as the starting in the starting lineup because Poole plays a lot harder when he's in the starting lineup, and you can kind of hide him a little bit more since he's out there with better defenders. But Looney, man. He goes to the bench willingly. That's the good thing. It's like he doesn't care if he's starting mm-hmm. or not starting, but he should be starting. Yeah, it's a detriment to him because he's great coming off the bench while Jordan Poole plays better as a starter. So even though Poole's solid as a bench player, because Looney is so good coming off the bench, he says, all right, let's throw that guy onto the bench and see what we can get from Poole from the starting lineup. Uh, but Jason Tatum definitely can play better. Way better. He had seven turnovers. Those ugly turnovers at the end. It, yeah. it, it felt like the finals again for Jason Tatum. Uh, so that's that's the thing. He can he can get better. So I, I guess there's some positivity from that side. But when they're playing pace and space out there, man, the shots are just going up. The Celtics had 108 shots in this game. Obviously, there's an overtime period, but yeah, still, uh, yeah, yeah. that's that's a boatload. That's a lot. And the Warriors got up to 100 shots, too. So uh, it was it was fun. Yeah. No, it was a really fun game. All right. Well, let's keep it moving here. Uh, we're going to have to get on a plane and go overseas for this one. Uh, we'll go to Paris is where we're going to land. JD was just there. Zach Levine scored 30 as the Bulls defeated the Pistons on the other side of the pond. Uh, any thoughts there, TK? Yeah. Les tours on the retour. <laughs> The Bulls are back. <laughs> Nailed it. In French! In French, suckers! The Bulls beat a bad team? Are you kidding me? Yeah, true. Rare. Throw a party right now. This was actually an entertaining game. Really back and forth. Definitely got out of hand uh, at the end there. But it was an eight-point game with seven minutes left. Detroit, though, then scored five points uh, for the last seven minutes of the yeah. game until garbage time. They got a couple of things there. Derek Jones Jr., four really cool dunks. But the story is Zach Levine, 30 points last night, seven straight games uh, with 25 or more. His first 20 games of the season, 21 points per game, 40% from the field, 35 from three. People were saying, this is a mistake of a contract. Get him out of here. 
Every other team in the league was like, sure, we'll, we'll take, take that him. guy. <laughs> guess what? Next 25 games, 26 points per game, 50 from the field, 40 from 385 at the line. He has gotten his legs under him, yep. and the Bulls seem to be a little bit more of an equal opportunity team right now. They actually took care of business um, against a bad team, which has been their Achilles heel so far this season. But if you're saying that Celtics-Warriors felt like a playoff game, this honestly felt like an all-star game. Adam Silver even said it's the closest thing to a European all-star game that we had. We had NBA legends all over the place, mostly either with French connections or Bulls or Pistons connections. Sometimes they had Ben Wallace and Rip Hamilton out there. Both. Bulls legends, of course. Uh, Wemby was sitting front row, which was cool. Pharrell was there. Adam Silver was there. Charles Leclerc, Pierre Gasly, and Esteban Ocon were there. And Skeets. Yep. Magic Johnson was there. Oh, yeah, he was. (laughs) Honestly, it was looking good. <laughs> I was shaking my your ass, ass, man. I was, like, I was like, ooh, ooh. Magic's looking a little more trim and fit. And then I started thinking back to that video he posted of, like, he was on a vacation working out on his yacht. Yeah. I'm thinking he might score, like, four or five points against oh, me. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Might be a closer game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And one of your favorites, obviously, Joakim Noah there, too, with a, quite a fit. Uh, he was wearing he was wearing a sweatsuit. He was wearing a sweatsuit with a wild robe over top, a cool crochet hat, and then Crocs, <laughs> Crocs to seal it. He dressed up. Yeah. Jokey Noah got a fit off. Was the caption? Yeah. Yes. Getting a fit off is just putting on whatever you want, and it just has to be a little loud. It could just be yeah. whatever you want, but you're yeah. getting a fit off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was yeah the the stars that you just listed. That's all I, I was looking for yeah. really, and I was hoping that Killian Hayes. Born in America, but played in France, grew up in France, would have a better game than that. Yeah, he did not. He scored four points on two of 13 shooting. And he's been playing so good. Yeah, he has. That sucks. But he he was really struggling to get it going Trey sucks. Trey sucks. Not you. (laughs) Killian Killian had some some nice dimes, I guess, was uh, the highlight reel for him. Uh, Also, Pistons rookie uh, Jalen Duran. Remember, he had misplaced his passport. We didn't think he was going to make it over there and play in this game. He ended up getting that all settled, played. Had a perfect shooting game. Four for four from the field. 11 points, 12 boards. He so was good, yeah. He played really well for the Pistons. But yeah, Bulls took care of business in front of uh, all of the all of the celebrities there. Including, like you said, Silver himself. There's a I lot of the people. court looked cool. Like it, it looked similar to the game in Mexico City. Not the, the design wasn't exactly the same, but like where it was in the paint and stuff like that. Same sort of color palette. Yeah, it looked, looked yeah, fine. I right. thought the crowd was into it. Totally. Yeah. Definitely. It wasn't uh, dead. It was loud. Um, I kept uh, kept explaining to the girls why they're hearing it in f- like the broadcast yeah. in French in the backgrounds. I also saw there was a couple of lower thirds that popped up on the Bulls broadcast that said both Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan have now scored 25 or more points in four different countries. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> the United States, Canada, yeah. France, and then I think it's Mexico City for both of them. I think it was, yeah. the, was the fourth one. That wasn't this season. That was no, just uh, in their NBA career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Could have been against each other. I feel like we did have a Spurs-Wolves game in I Mexico right. City once upon a time. Uh. That was the one that was maybe delayed. With the fog. S- the yeah, fog yeah. or smoke? Smog, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, what was that? <laughs> there was a haze of some sort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, any other th- thoughts on... No. No. Bulls <laughs> Pistons nah. in Paris. Nah. All right. Uh, Joel Embiid, 32 points. 76ers top the Blazers, 105-95. Philly's fourth straight win here, Tass. Uh, they're rolling. They're on this five-game road trip out west. Uh, one more to go. And uh, they want all of them. They're, de- uh, they're, they're greedy, I guess, uh, sort of Doc Rivers was saying. But they are now tied with the Bucks in second place and Embiid is 
I mean, he's on his seventh straight game with 30 or more points. And I love, you know, watch a Sixers game from the start because right now Embiid is killing teams like in the first five minutes of a game. Like he's going out there with that mindset, setting the tone early. He had 10 points in the first six minutes, 17 at the half. And they got up a big lead. Sort of Blazers came back a little bit, but pulled it out in the end. Yeah, I think Embiid's a little bit invigorated just because of the balance on this team now mm-hmm. with Maxi coming off the bench he knows he can go hard for stretches instead of just being the focal point for 48 minutes he can chill for a little bit and 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 because it's such a heavy usage team between him and Harden Harden uh doing his thing and yeah they, they come in spurts at you now they got a great rhythm going great flow going Max comes off the bench and is the energizer guy who plays at the end of the games uh, mm-hmm. and was key in the fourth quarter in this one so kudos to that guy uh, he's taken that in stride for a young player maybe not maybe not go that way for for a lot of young players but uh he is just taking it and run with it and, and literally because that's what he does but uh it's it's helped this team the balance is is perfect because those two guys are so heavy usage you don't get enough out of maxi and now it's happening any thoughts on the sixers win streak here well, I think it's impressive that it's all on the road. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is all teams, if you're looking at the schedule, that you would say the Clipper or the Sixers should go out and beat them. The Jazz, Lakers, Clippers, and now the Blazers last night. But they are all on the road. So to stack up those wins to now be tied for second mm-hmm. in the Eastern Conference, they've been, at worst, the second best team in the East for the second quarter of the season and seems to be working okay right now. People are very healthy. Uh, they seem to be buying into their roles, like Tass is saying. So for a little bit of a drama start season for yeah. Philadelphia, they've completely flipped it on their heads, and they got to be taken seriously, I do think, in the East. Yeah, and Harden in this one, triple-double, 16 points, 14 assists, 10 rebounds. I mean, his the, the timing and accuracy as a playmaker, especially in the pick-and-roll there with Joel Embiid, is like, oh. uh, that is uh, good luck trying to figure that out. Especially if Embiid has, like, the, the little jumper going from around that free throw line area, then it's a then it's a nightmare because it's like he can pop out there. Obviously, can roll the rim. I think James Harden is. I I wanted to say I was thinking about this. Is James Harden the greatest bounce pass <laughs> passer ever? I think that guy just throws incredible bounce passes. He loves a pocket pass. Yeah, just a little quickity. He's on the short list in NBA history. Um, and I was just on a podcast on uh, I guess Wednesday after we did two of our own, uh, the NBA University podcast. We were trying to pick our Eastern Conference All-Stars and we'll get to the voting results in a second. I think we'll make our picks on next week's drop. But anyway, we got into the debate of like James Harden. You know, is he going to make his I guess 11th All-Star team here or will that Good chunk of games he did miss when you compare him to others like DeRozan or other players that'll be like right there possibly getting in. Will he get bumped for that? But the way he's played recently, is, I mean, he's played like that James Harden all-star level. And it's not the 30 points a game. It's this playmaking and doing everything else. And getting up to the second seed would yeah, help a lot yeah, yeah. with the coaches who definitely look at that because they're right there. They're tied with the Bucks for the second seed and the Bucks are uh, dropping a little bit. The Nets are obviously dropping a little bit. They yeah. had that second seed for a while, so that would help a lot. Uh, what's helped a lot is just this. It's such a clear hierarchy now. If Embiid doesn't take a shot, okay, it's up to you, Harden. And so they, he doesn't have to think about getting Maxi involved uh, anymore, really, uh, uh, until the end of the game. It's just those two dudes. So, yeah, he's 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 good when he knows that it's it's his job, but... It's a clear number one, number two for the first time, I feel like, in James Harden's career that he's he's really just, you know, besides his OKC days, just giving it up to Embiid. It's working nice. 
All right, this next game I tried to bury as deep as I could here in the rundown. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, he scored 16 uh, of his, I believe, 25 in the fourth quarter as the Wolves beat the Raptors 128-126. People are saying the final nail in the coffin of the Raptors' shitty season here. We'll see what they do at the deadline, but a brutal loss. Um, Tass, we can start with you on this. Just an absolute brutal loss by the Raptors, who scored seven points in the final, basically ten minutes of this game. Um, in a game where they scored a lot of points, offense was not the issue. They're actually hitting threes, but their defense is a joke, and uh, they can't stop anybody. And it, it might it feels like a wrap to me. On we'll see what again they do at the deadline and all that, but they're not they're not they're not scaring anyone because they can't stop anyone. Hmm. I'll bury them even further. Let's talk about the Wolves. Uh, <laughs> listen, Scotty was great. It was nice to see Scotty flowing. This is this is great, Scotty, right now. Um, but yeah, enough with that. Uh, I, I think the Wolves are starting to, they're starting to play the best that they've played all season long in terms of a stretch here, getting so much from their role players. Yeah, uh, they they are balling. It's a kind of a uh, if they get it going back when Carl Anthony Towns and, and Rudy Gobert come back, you'll look at the stretch and say, ah, oh, it's it's it was so nice for those guys to take on prominent roles because now they're balling like Kyle Anderson especially in the starting lineup. I don't know what happens when they're entirely healthy if Russell and Edwards are their backcourt and Gobert and Towns are their frontcourt and they want to start Jane McDaniel's who is their best perimeter player who is balling right now. What happens to Kyle Anderson? But at least they have that problem. That's a good problem to yeah. have. The guy is. So fun to watch, even if he is in slow motion. 20-10-6 in this one, coming off a game prior to that. He was 13-11-8, coming off a game prior to that, 13-11-10. This is exactly what they envisioned, the connector, that type of guy. And then you go deeper with Nas Reed, who is balling off the bench. Torian Prince, who who is a great connector. Jalen Noel. This is the team that they envisioned, and I, th- I think they're having a, a great stretch, even though you know they're still under 500 currently and, and had uh, tough losses. At least they're fighting and scrapping, unlike the uh, the other guys uh, on the other side that we don't need to talk about. But uh, the Freddie thing is interesting to me because there were the rumors coming up from our Sham Sharani at The Athletic that the Suns are looking at him. Uh, I don't know. That's all I got to say. Uh, That's I mean, the most interesting thing about the Raptors, who they're going to trade, to be honest. Yeah. It is. It's and it's really getting down to me. It's like, are they going to trade? Who? Because especially after a bad year for him, has played really well recently in Fred Van Vliet. Like now, this stretch is like this is sort of the Van Vliet uh, that we sort of saw last year as an All Star for this little stretch, at least saving that trade value a little bit and all that. Does a team want him? Still see him as a key piece, or is it OG Ananobi? And the latest report from Doug Smith, who covers the Raptors for a very long time, uh, is that the the prices maybe gone down a little bit for OG. <laughs> no way. Instead of uh, the old Donovan Mitchell package to get OG, according to Doug Smith, now it's pro- two promising players, young players, and possibly a first round pick, uh, which I think is more in line with way more the value of an OG Ananobi. And uh, I tweeted this morning. If the Pelicans wanted OG, I think they have the pieces to possibly make something happen there. They've got picks. They've got promising young players that they really could pick and choose from who they would offer to the to the Raptors. Raptors, as a Raptors diehard, I would want uh, Trey Murphy III. I think Griff would say, no, we're not putting him in any deal. But maybe it's uh, Daniels. Maybe it's uh, Herb Jones. Maybe it's uh, Jackson Hayes. Maybe it's Akira Lewis Jr. Anyway, you could get there. But yeah, you're right. We're just waiting to see... Which one they trade, I think. OG or Van Vliet, it feels like to me. Would you agree from uh, from, uh, an outsider's perspective? 
those are the two names you're definitely hearing the most. And I guess with Van Vliet's contract kind of coming to an end at the end of this season, he's got a player option for next year. That makes sense. Well, Gary Trent Jr. is in the same oh, yeah. boat well, yeah, as, yeah. as uh, Van Vliet as well. Right. So I think those two guys are... Oh, Gary Trent Jr. feels like a guarantee to me. A guarantee to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, OG... Maybe so, just because so many teams are going to want him, especially contending teams like both the Pelicans and Grizzlies should be after OG and Anobi. Not to mention all all the other teams, but they like timeline wise, competitive wise, he would be perfect for both of those yep, teams. I agree. But you're, I feel like Siakam is kind of off the board right now. Oh yeah, it feels yeah. like to me. I look. Who knows? The the second half of the Raptors season, I mean, it should just be Scotty Barnes development. Possibly even more as a playmaker, as the point guard. They did, we saw some of that in this game. It's try and get some young pieces <laughs> into this roster. Try and find a center, some more point guard play, and it's likely lose a bunch of games. And part of that would probably be, um, I, I've said it a million times. I know people don't like to hear it, but the shutting down of particular star players like a Siakam. And maybe you don't even have to because they don't play defense and they can't stop anybody. The Wolves caught a late flight on Wednesday night after playing in Denver in in a close game with them. They, I think you lose an hour of sleep in, in that you know, travel. There's no Rudy. There's no Carl. And they had all the excuses to lose this game. And it's still like the Raptors have no, no fight on the defensive end. And they couldn't put them away, too. Raptors were up, and then they just could not bury them because they just lack that. Um, and so, again, yeah, Russell was huge in the fourth, and, and they deserved to win this game. Like They took it from him. OG had a chance to win it at the end, had a good look. And he, you know, he's struggling with the shot right now. Yeah. We'll see. But yeah, I was, I was, I'm, you know what? I'm happy. I'm sorry. One more thing. I'm happy at this point. Because now the Raptors, which were usually at the top of my viewing list on any <laughs> night that they're playing in the association, they're going down two, three slots. Like now I will I, I will obviously check in and I'll keep my eye on them still. But I am now like, oh, Celtics Warriors. Yeah. Or this great game between two other teams. Now it's not like mandatory viewing mm. when your team starts to like – not have any backbone, and they're sort of crappy to watch. Yeah, it's like when League Pass was invented. Watch the Raptors for years and years, and that was the only thing to watch. watch. And then you could watch other good teams. You're like, whoa! <laughs> that happened. Oh. Uh, yeah. We've talked about so many trade scenarios. I'm sure we've had an OG Ananobi to the Pelicans offer. We made a beautiful board, draw, made a beautiful board. Yeah. It was. I think, I think Herbert Jones was the... Uh, the big piece coming back. One of the pieces coming yeah, yeah. back. And another one. Because it's an upgrade. It's an upgrade for the Pels to go from Herb Jones slash Trey Murphy to OG Ananobi as the you know the defensive guy. We've done it. I, yeah, I just have. I was trying to look for it to to DM it to David Griffin to say this is <laughs> this is your your template. Tinker, do what you want. But we've had some good ones. I, I said again sense. on Twitter, I said Dyson Daniels. I said Jackson Hayes, Kira Lewis Jr. for OG with a pick, with a first-round pick. You know, people are going to say, make it the Lakers pick, whatever, a first-round pick. I had some people responding, Pelicans fans, apparently, they'd rather include Herb Jones yeah, than sure. Daniels. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm not angry. I'm not that angry with that. No. I'm a Raps fan. So no. we can make this happen. Let's go, Griff. Let's do it on no dunks. We'll get Messiah on the horn. We'll get Griff on the horn. We got a relationship with both of those people. Uh, yeah, there could be something there. Uh, final game. Mikael Bridges scored 28. Suns beat the Nets to snap their skid, but the Brooklyn Nets continue to lose with no KD. Uh, Cam Johnson returned. 
He's back. Caught me by surprise. I didn't know this was happening, but he came back from a two-month uh, uh, injury there with that torn meniscus. He played all right. Off the bench, 19 points, six boards, two assists, two blocks and a steal. You talk about a guy that's like a glue guy. Absolutely. Uh, really helped him out. And they controlled most of this game. They were up 20. Then Kyrie went sort of nuts in the fourth quarter. Made it a game. But uh, in the end, they lose again. Any thoughts, TK, on, on the Suns or Nets here? Yeah, I guess Cam Johnson was just working on his free throws for the entirety <laughs> of his injury. Went nine for nine at the free throw line. The Suns need points. So him coming back, being able to shoot, that was awesome. No surprise to me that Kyrie Irving uh, sat out for the San Antonio Spurs game. Right back in the lineup for the national TV game, though. He waited too long to try and play in this one. 21 points in the fourth quarter, that's awesome. But the Nets were already down by 20. Mm -hmm. So you got to have a serious effort if you want to win games, even against a team that's really struggling like the Suns. And the Nets have not been able to do that since Kevin Durant went out of the lineup. It was going to be a question mark how they would respond to Kyrie being their leader during this time. And so far, off to a poor start. 0-4. Not a lot of fight in this one, except for Ben Simmons getting uh, ejected happily, I'm sure. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Cam Johnson coming back. uh, It felt like a breath of fresh air for the Suns there Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit. I had no idea he was coming back for nearly three months, but I guess if you're watching his press conference uh, pregame, I guess it was earlier in the game at shoot or earlier in the day at shoot around, he was basically saying, you know, we'll be back. We'll be back. This is this is just this is just a storm uh, that we got to deal with, and we'll be back. And yeah, the the crowd felt like it was entirely different. Yeah, Uh, they popped when he came in. uh, Prospective owner Matt Ishbia sitting courtside for the first time. Uh, since it was announced that he's going to take the team uh, from Robert Sarver eventually, that will happen. And so they, they felt good out there. They still don't have a lot of their players. They're Basically, their four-man guard rotation is out in Booker, Chris Paul, Shamit, and Campaign. But next six to seven at home for the Suns, I think that breath of fresh air will continue a little bit here. I, I don't think it's done. They, they beat the snot out of the, of the Nets, really. I mean, it was a fake yep. comeback at the end. Yep. So they got to feel decent. They got to feel as well as they have for the first time in a couple months, really. I mean, they've they've been playing pretty poorly, but this has got to feel all right. All right, let's get to the ballot box here. Giannis has overtaken Kevin Durant in the third and final fan voting returns for the uh, 23 NBA All-Star game in Salt Lake City. Katie, who is out right now with a sprained MCL, he trails by, what, about 132,000, according to the updated release there on Thursday. If the Greek Freak finishes with the most votes in the East and LeBron holds on to his very comfortable lead in the West, then the All-Star game will feature Team LeBron versus Team Giannis for the third time in history. Hmm. Yes, those would be our captains. Uh, aside from that one leapfrog there at the top, not a lot of, not a lot, excuse me, um, notable movement with this new batch. Jason Tatum still holding on to that third front court spot uh, with Embiid uh, not far behind him, but maybe running out of time. And then in the guards in the East... We had Kyrie Irving and Donovan Mitchell, who are still 1-2 there and have separated themselves from the rest of the pack. Jalen Brown, uh, at least over 2 million votes. Any takeaways from the East here? I mean, you hit on the big one. Giannis passing KD. KD has been fun in the All-Star drafts uh, alongside LeBron. Giannis was also fun alongside, uh, so I don't really care. Uh, Between those two, they're both going to put on a good show. And I do think it's interesting that Donovan Mitchell is catching Kyrie Irving. The gap between the two after the first uh, first returns, 400,000 votes. Second returns, 
300,000 votes. Only 117,000 right now. Huh? So it's very close to the end of voting. But, you know, he's got a chance. And I think Donovan Mitchell deserves to be the Eastern Conference leading vote-getter amongst the guards. guards. He's been the most exciting guard in the Eastern Conference. And the Cavs have been a pleasant surprise for sure. Yeah, I think uh, those couple notes there, Giannis overtaking Durant, I think they should choose the team together. Because LeBron smokes whoever the opposing <laughs> captain is, is. Five Oh, so times. you think Giannis and KD should be able to, <laughs> yeah, to co-captain? Yeah. yeah, at least okay. talk to each other. Yeah, I like that. Because Brainstorm. G- GM LeBron, Captain LeBron, kicks the other team's ass. <laughs> He's never lost. Five straight yeah. times under this new format. He's the king. He's 5-0. and oh. so, so we've only ever had four actual captains, right? LeBron... <laughs> every year. Yeah. Curry has when they were in opposite uh, conferences. Yeah. And then Giannis and KD. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Exactly. <laughs> sort of funny. Yeah, LeBron's unbeaten. It's a title. I don't know if he's ever going to lose it. Uh, so, uh, the other the other thing <laughs> I think... Do you think that will push him back, uh, Michael Jordan, in the GOAT conversation? Yeah, yeah for sure. Never, sure. never lost an All-Star uh, game. <laughs> As captain. As captain, yeah. Did you do that, Michael? As captain, I guess. Best the All-Star part. captain ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the other thing, you mentioned the guard rotation. Donovan Mitchell trailing Kyrie Irving, and then Jalen Brown has solidified himself as number three there. Yep. I, I think... Jalen Brown's got a chance to start. Right, he's when, got a when you include the media and then the players. Yeah. yeah, because he's third, and even though that accounts for 50% of the equation, when you get to the players and to the media, when they do their thing, which will be a couple weeks from now, and the Nets may drop down in the standings a little bit, it's going to be close. It's going to be close for him to start with Donovan Mitchell, who I think will start no matter what, but I think he could, he could surpass Kyrie uh, yeah. as a starter. Yeah. There's a chance. Uh, uh, two things sort of have to happen. One, the media will have to put Kyrie fairly low in yeah, their guard rankings, yeah. which they could, right? I mean, obviously Mitchell will be there. Jalen Brown, you said. Halliburton, maybe. Maybe Brunson. You know, and you know, Kyrie's probably going to be somewhere between three and five is is my guess. Maybe even three At and the six worst. with the media. Yeah. Uh, but the players, they're the real wild card here. I yeah. love Kyrie Irving. He might be as low as number one amongst the players. I'm with you on yeah. that. That's I, possible. Yeah, it's an outside shot for Jalen Brown. But uh, the more the Celtics create a gap at the yeah, top. Yeah. Passing Harden gives them a chance, for yep. sure. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go to the West. LeBron, Jokic, Anthony Davis, they remain at the top of the list when it comes to the Western Conference front court players. Zion Williamson, not far behind AD there. He hasn't played in a while, though, of course, Zion's out too. He's within striking distance. Uh, meanwhile... In the backcourt, Steph Curry and Luca, way ahead of Ja Romant. John ja, ja, what? Ja, ja Rom- Morant. Ja Romant. Yeah. Ja Romance should yeah. be his nickname. Uh, and the rest of the backcourt. Good like players. Valentine's Day card. Yeah. NBA Valentine's Day card. Nice. Uh, Trademark. No so, stealing. So there you go. Um, any takeaways at all here from the Western Conference? Third returns. DeMontis Sabonis has entered the chat. Yeah. I would say that's the coolest thing here. He is now, uh, is he number 10? Yeah. In the, yeah. Uh, in the front <laughs> court Fox voting. And, Fox and Sabonis are both 10th. Yeah. yeah, so that's going to that's gonna hurt his chance of starting. You know, <laughs> People have been talking him up as at least a starter, and you can tell he's getting more votes, finally showing up in the returns. I think it's interesting that he replaced Kawhi Leonard, yep. uh, who's actually been playing more yeah. than he has for the rest of the season, but uh, 
People are tired of those Clippers right now, and they're fired up about the Kings, rightfully so, but, I mean, coming in 10th in the fan vote means you're not going to somehow work your way into the top three after the media and the players. Right, even, well. even if they both, even if both of those put him in the in the starting. I don't think the, yeah, the weight will work the, in his favor. I don't favor. think the weights work. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyone yeah, else? It's interesting, yeah. So bonus is there. Kawhi is off. People don't believe in the Clippers or aren't voting for the Clippers. Most people just... Why would you uh, want Kawhi Leonard in the All-Star game? He's just going to take it off. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's a fair point. True. I, but I, I wonder... We all sit here and say, uh, feeling like the Clippers just don't have it this season. I wonder if that's happening in their locker room. It's got to be happening at some point. That's It just has to. Right. I mean, they start start thinking, doubting what's going on in that locker room. So I, I wonder that. Well, after seeing Kawhi slip, Paul George is still up there. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. All-star voting closes tomorrow. We're, we're talking here on Friday. Yeah. It's a three-for-one day if you're into that kind <laughs> of thing. It's a three-for-one day every fucking day. Why do no, they say this? that's not <laughs> it, right. It is. It has been. This last week, it's been a three-for-one day every day almost. It's like driving no me idea. nuts. You're probably right. I have no idea. <laughs> it's crazy. It's always They're a three-for-one day. absolutely <laughs> goosing the numbers. They want to see five million, four million, three million. Like, it's not really that. It's just this multiplying. It's so weird to me. Well, yeah. since today is the first three-vote day, we've had so far get your votes in but none of the votes that you make today can be for somebody who's in the top three in the front court or for the top two in the back court oh you just show a little love yeah to, you to... got we gotta at least try and help four through ten here this is our only shot i mean yeah zion and, and Embiid yep. really is yeah 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 be exactly focusing on if yeah. you want to get them in there yeah uh zion's fascinating like i could see i don't know about the players but the media i could see having zion ahead of anthony davis i would think in a Western country. Yeah. But then again, Sabonis, a lot of them are going to put Sabonis in that mix yep. with LeBron and Jokic. So maybe not. Uh, those will probably be our starters. <laughs> it's what usually happens. That final return is like, oh, those are the guys. That's fine. Uh, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, worst of the week, nominees, and the top shot 50. We got our first wave. Don't go anywhere. Hit the like button and subscribe. But let's get to worst of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, the worst of the week. Got three nominees for you guys. We shall debate which one will take home the honor for worst of the week. This week, there was a mural on the side of a bar in Dallas. Uh, it was a beautiful mural of Luka Doncic holding a sign which reads, Please send help. He does need it. Um, the funny thing is, Mark Cuban, Mavs owner, sent an email to the muralist. And that's why he is the nominee for Worst of the Week. Not the muralist. Not the muralist. Mark Cuban. Because his email read, quote, It's disrespectful, but it's your choice to do what you want. If that's the way you want to be a fan, go for it. End quote. Wow. That's passive aggressive yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah. Disappointing dad vibes uh, to that one. I'm not angry. But that comes from a place of guilt to me. I'm reading into it. I'm, I'm, I'm playing a doctor here. But why would you have to go out of your way? To send an email to a person, this was verified by, from our friends at Mavs Moneyball, Preston Panic, the muralist. Uh, he, he, he painted a beautiful mural. <laughs> I'm fine. You hate not, it? Let's not go over. Okay, beautiful is a strong word. Totally Whatever, fine. It's, it's fine. Quality <laughs> mural. Yeah, quality. Quality, Qu- quality maybe. Yeah, you know what? Now that I see it again, you're right. It is pretty good. I, at first, I thought those were phone numbers, like to call in to try and help, but uh, right, those are just amazing stat lines from yes. Luca this year. Yeah. It's decorated with stat lines from Luca's year. Please send help. Obviously, 
pleading with the man, Mark Cuban, to make a deal for someone to help out. Yeah. So Cubes is that's that's beneath you to to try and go out and, and well, what's the hold what? on? It worked. They took it he down. Made a trade. They, yeah. took it, they took the mural down. No, no, yeah, not the trade part. They didn't get help. Should have changed it to nudes. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually surprised. <laughs> Should have changed it to nudes. Please, I'm surprised they took down the whole mural, though. Yeah. You could easily just paint over the sign part, just... put up different signs. You know, like there's sign guy. I just add a question mark, even. Yeah. Please send help. <laughs> it's not like it's demanding right uh, yeah or lose the please i don't know it must have been a timing thing right like well a did like cuban just drive by that's that's a question i would have He's like, <laughs> what <laughs> wait a second let me check that guy's email and then the timing was you know around the same time that the tim mcmahon espn article came out so yes you think cuban was like Knowing this was in the ether, gonna be dropping soon. Can't have a mural and a written piece. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. You think Tim McMahon commissioned that mural? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Because I believe it. Ben McMahon, that's they call that for a reason, baby. That's a good point. That's All a right. Good, point. All good right. stuff. Good yep. stuff, everybody. Except for Cuban. Anyway, second nominee <laughs> here. It's Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford went on television with these hideous slippers oh, if you're joining us. I have these slippers. I knew you do. That's why I included it. These North Face slippers. He went on NBA TV's handles with, if you know these slippers, I mean, it's basically like the jacket. Puff, 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 puff on a slipper. Yeah. Uh... You went on TV. You can wear That's those funny. things on TV and call it fashion. Uh, you know they're ugly, right? Oh yeah, my wife. My <laughs> wife hates these. I mean, uh, you know who got them for me? <laughs> my buddy, our buddy, your buddy Grish oh. got me these because, because he, he had a pair. Them. I was like, well, damn, these look those look comfortable. Like they look indestructible. Look warm, of course. So he's like, I'm gonna get you a pair. Got me a pair. Nora hates them. She's like, you look like a fool in those. Oh, yeah, they have... I mean, they come they in lots of colors. There's different versions They have now. a backing. Now they do. There's different ones. Uh, Apparently, those are better. Uh, but they're not indestructible. They're just they're they're softies. No, but they've got a nice... A nice um, you got a soul. hard sole on there? Yeah, like a... Not super, firm, super hard, but like yeah. Like a firm, firm midsole, yeah. a little yeah. Birkenstock type. They feel like here. a great... Uh, Indoor outdoor slipper. Uh-huh. Though oh, you know okay. I have opinions okay. about yeah, yeah. that. I don't think you should be walking around. Yeah, those outside. are just outdoor slippers. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Trey, Trey has uh, the more indestructible slipper that I think we all have. Oh, he's got the from the Hallmarker Slammer oh. catalog. Those are bricks, man. Yep, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Uh, but the cool thing is that Laura thinks they look so good. My Hallmarker slipper. <laughs> no, she doesn't. <laughs> no, no, no oh. slippers look good. It's a good. It's a good yeah. take. Na- name a like an attractive looking slipper. My indoor slippers. I wear an LL Bean Wicked Good slipper. Look like elf shoes. <laughs> look completely ridiculous. I, I agree. I'd extend it to sandals are ugly too. I don't think there's a good looking sandal out there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, well, you gotta okay. see people's feet is a big problem with sandals. Uh, that's a part. Of it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, he's wore, he's wearing those on national television. I love it. That's crazy. He was all about like I heard that clip. I saw that clip. He's like, I'm all comfort, man. Who cares? Yeah, and they are comfortable. Yeah, he wore. Them, I guess he wore them on TNT the same night. I imagine because they do the uh, the kick cam. Kick cam. Yeah, sure. Did I he saw wear them on that. Wow. I guess so. But he's behind the desk. 
No, they have, no, they have uh, the open desk open on desk. that one on, t- on Tuesdays. You're right. They got the open desk. You're totally right. I don't know. I, I saw Adam like left those chunky dunks. They're showing those chunky dunks <laughs> with his green outfit. Shout out to Lefko. Yeah, Lefko, that's why I know they had a uh, the open desk. Also, Candace Parker uh, was wearing green that day. That's where the Shaq green joke comes from. You know who Lefko's favorite player is? Danny Green. But um because they're both wearing green. And I think Jamal Crawford, yeah, as well, wearing the slippers. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I, yeah, I went to my games weekend uh, this past weekend in Toronto. Everybody brought slippers to the cabin. Not everybody, but there's a lot of slippers People going around. I, Travel slippers should be more. You're, you're, I, I you're saying surprised. you're not a slipper guy. You're not. I, I do. I brought slippers, actually. Oh, you but, did? Yeah. but that was like a part of the costume? Yeah, part of the costume. It? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah we, were, we were Zoom on the bottom, business on top. What? No. I mean, it's a Zoom. Co- it's a Zoom costume. So, <laughs> business Zoom's on dude. top, comfortable on bottom. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. We all. Had, I guess that was part of it. But I just weird seeing so many slippers. But you out want there. a slipper at a, a guy's cabin weekend? I mean, it's just a lot of crap What's going everywhere. On? Just dirt. Nobody's clean. Nobody's clean. You want to ruin your socks? Clean. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to go barefoot. Great time. Anyways, uh, all right. We'll get to the uh, the third nominee. But first, I want you two here at the desk to close your eyes for this one. Trey Skeets, please close <laughs> okay. your eyes. All right. At home, I'm going to show you a, a picture of a coaching staff from nine years ago. In the middle is head coach Mike Budenholzer. Okay. Just to the left of Bud is current Lakers head coach Darvin Ham. Okay. To the right of Bud... Current Grizzlies head coach Taylor Jenkins. Okay, why are okay. our eyes closed? Because because just imagine this. I think I came up with this. I came up with this at the cabin because this is just beyond imagination to see a coaching staff of this stature. Okay, oh. so I've given you three. Okay, I've given you three that are current coaches, head coaches in the NBA. Now to the far left, if you're watching with on YouTube, Kenny Atkinson, a former head coach, could have been a head coach if he wanted. Yep. And on the far right, I'm imagining him. is there a Quinn? There's a Quinn. Yeah. Quinn okay. one N Snyder, the bad guy. Looks looks like <laughs> oh, yeah. he could be a villain in the Marvel character universe. So we've got five head coaches on the 2013-2014 Hawks coaching staff. So mm. that's the worst of the week nominee. The 13-14 Hawks. How did you let this dream team get away? Uh, look at the look at that. We're allowed to look now. Speaking yeah. of dreaming, I, my eyes are still closed. I'm like yeah. falling asleep. Uh, Whoa! This looks totally different than I was imagining. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mike Budenholzer, Darvin Ham, Taylor Jenkins, no beards. No, no. They all got beards now. Hold on. This looks like five guys went to a cabin for the weekend and were doing Zoom costumes. Yeah. Yeah, this looks like. Let's see the bottoms. Let's see those North Face. Slippers yeah, and the slippers. Pants. You got yeah. Schlemmers, Kenny. <laughs> uh, but uh, this came out this week. I mean, it's, it has been out for nine years, but it was <laughs> brought to life this week by Brett Usher. <laughs> Everyone was shocked. The talent on that coaching staff. The bud coaching tree has been budding and blooming since then. <laughs> all those guys, Jeez. all those guys got head coaching jobs. A few of them currently head coaches, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Did you hear those names? Yeah, we did. Yeah, wow. Well, did you, you hear really them again? Can you... <laughs> Hold on, let me close my eyes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I need to hear the order. <laughs> that is peyote. That is fodder the, for the nerds out there to see those five head coaches together. I think I saw that while I was at the cabin, and I just couldn't let it go. Rhino, Rhino, you see this? You see this? <laughs> yeah. Kenny Atkinson standing next to Darvin Ham, man. man. This is wild stuff. Those guys could have been all head coaches today if at Kenny Atkinson. Time, yeah. uh, Kenny Atkinson took a job right now. He 
could have the uh, the Charlotte job. He said no. Yeah. Quinn's been fired. Anyways, it's Quinn just three of the job. five currently, but wow. That was the third nominee. The 13-14 Hawks. What are you doing? Could have been great. Could have been great. <laughs> can't believe they broke it up. Man. Yeah, they would have won the ship for sure. <laughs> Blow it up. That's it. Three nominees. You let us know. Is it the 13 What happened to the other one? I let it go. Why? That- <laughs> I put it in the title of the of the damn podcast. I saw you did that, and I thought it was okay. I don't think people were clicking over for DeJounte Murray's comments about the Spurs. You don't think so? Oh, no. They're clicking over to see a photo of the 2013-14 Hawks <laughs> well, coaching staff. Unfortunately, they're not because he didn't put it in the Jesus. title. Or else they, they, they would have. DeJounte Murray, a well-deserved. Hey, great job. Hold on. Let me nominate. Before we move to DeJounte Murray, we can talk about it. Great job. I, I, I threw everybody off there with the, uh, the, the, the fake DeJounte Murray. Thanks <laughs> thanks to JD and Ash for making that happen. Because I just wanted you guys to have a pure vision in your head. That was nice, pure vision, actually. <laughs> I did like that. Anyways, talk about DeJounte like a Murray. a surprise party over here. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So far. We're lurking in the woods. Well, DeJounte Murray recently goes on All the Smoke talking with uh, Stephen Barnes and Stephen Jackson. Yeah. And they're talking. It, like, it's a long podcast. I believe it's like two hours long. So a whole bunch is talked about. But the, the one clip that everybody's pulled out and are going, whoa was DeJounte Murray sort of like criticizing how the Spurs handled him and the whole situation with Tony Parker, how he suddenly just left once DeJounte Murray took over the starting point guard mm-hmm. spot. And Parker's like, I don't want to mentor you, and he's gone. I mean, this is from Murray's side of things, obviously, and, and his feelings on the matter. But, I mean, he wasn't holding back on, I thought, him criticizing the Spurs organization a little bit, or at least, again, how they treated him as a rook and coming up. And I think he, True. I don't know, I think he, I think he went a little overboard. But again, it's just a clip pulled from it. I get all that. Yeah. But <laughs> they made him a starter in what, year two? Year two. <laughs> he got yeah. injured and he still got paid. And, uh, you know, he was an all-star and like given an opportunity. It was, yeah. it was a little weird. Yeah. So I, I don't know who to give worst of the week nomination to in that, in that regard. DeJounte Murray, because he's just, he was vocal about it, but he's allowed to say his piece. Well, of he seems seemingly to, yeah, went a little overboard. I mean, he kind of sent two things. He said they they brought Tony Parker and myself into the room. Pop said, you know what? We're gonna give the job to Dejounte Murray yep. Park, and he didn't like it. That, that's according to Dejounte Murray. He didn't like it, and he didn't stick around right. to really mentor me. Okay. okay, so maybe it's Tony Parker. Worst of the week, Tony Parker for not what mentoring. Was the second but, part, but, then? Well, he basically said the Spurs. Just, yeah, they didn't. They just didn't really love me all that much. I basically yeah, is what he was yeah. saying. He kind he kind of said, from my my background from the hood uh, precipitated that they just didn't love me all that much. That's and he kind of likened himself to Stephen Jackson. He mm-hmm. said, "I heard your name, Jack, back when you were with the Spurs and you left." That's basically all he said. Uh, so. I don't know. It's kind of hard to give it to the Spurs as well. He did show love to the Spurs organization within this entire podcast too. I mean, you don't you don't get that. No clip for you that. Get that. You get that just this clip, but okay. Yeah. Well, well I mean, we covered it. I'm not changing. I don't know the what headline. you what you think. No, <laughs> still got it in. It's nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pull him in. Pull him in. I I, I, I think Dejounte Murray's name is going to get a few more clicks. Uh, than Budenholzer. Yeah, well, we could add, we could add it though. <laughs> yeah. I'll change the also, thumbnail to the staff. 2013-14 Hawks. <laughs> yeah, a picture of their coaching staff. Do you have any thoughts, takes on this Dejounte Murray clip going around here from all the smoke? Uh, it was surprising to me when I went and looked at his basketball reference page that he was a starter in his second year, and yeah. he's like, they didn't let me play. He played as a rookie in the playoffs, me. which he does say too. Yeah, absolutely right. I think he has. I mean, a fair criticism, I would say, of Tony Parker. But also, like, that's Tony Parker's prerogative to be like, I'm a Hall of Famer. I want to keep playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's kind of weird this career ended in Charlotte just because they want to turn the keys over to DeJounte Murray, but I do think speaking to Steven Jackson probably influences a lot of these takes here because there aren't a lot of guys who have bad things to say about the Spurs. It's kind of been Kawhi, Steven Jackson, and now DeJounte Murray, so maybe they're piling up a little bit, but it's just strange to hear from the Spurs, especially since it felt like they did give Murray an opportunity and built him up to all-star status. Mm-hmm. Can I give one more nominee no, for yeah. Worst of the Week? Oh, yeah. Um, these. Thumbs? Thumbs. Uh, worst of the Week to Thumbs. <laughs> this is not a shot at Lee Ellis, okay? Uh, Mavericks, Christian Wood, mm. to miss multiple games with a broken thumb. He's going to be reevaluated next week. This isn't good. He's like their second-best player. Uh, Dallas struggling a little bit here. Please send help. Please send nudes. Please send thumbs. Uh, put it on a mural. And then also, Nick Center, Mitchell Robinson. He's going to be out three weeks at least. He had surgery already to repair a fractured right thumb. This is bad. You know if you listen to the podcast or if you watch us here. I'm always talking about how important Mitchell Robinson is to the Knicks' success. He is. That guy, like, he is not filling up a box score, but he's like that classic big guy in the middle, flirting with a 10-10 and 10 every game, couple blocks, you know, he he, he he contests shots, He's the screen assists. He does the little things that you want from a big guy, and this is a bad, bad loss, I think, for him. Three yeah. weeks. I mean, we were we thought maybe he missed a game or two. Surgery, and at least three weeks, so thumbs. Uh, thumbs uh, crossed uh, on that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How do you cross your thumbs? It's impossible. Yeah, it's it's impossible. If you no, do it, you just, accidentally yeah, you make a bird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Ajaya Hartenstein, though. People talked a lot about that guy. Yeah. In the offseason. He'll, Maybe he'll do something now. Here, yeah. Him and Sims. Yep. Yep. We're going to get some more minutes there. But yeah, that sucks for uh, those two big guys with the uh, fractured, broken thumbs there. Yeah, the Mavs can't catch a break. All right. Let me, uh, I want to add another. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's January, baby. Everybody's mad. <laughs> yeah. Chuck Swirsky. Huh? Worst me. of the week nominee. Why? Chuck. He posted a picture what? of himself next to the Mona Lisa yesterday. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Which I find annoying in general. Selfies with the Mona Lisa. Selfies with the Mona Lisa. Okay. But also, while I was I was in the Louvre twenty days ago, <laughs> twenty one days ago, it was New Year's Eve. And at one point, it was packed. And at one point, they blocked off an area that we couldn't go into for whatever reason. They were like, "Come back in five minutes." And if you've been to the Louvre, it flows. You know, you yeah. gotta move around. So I suspect that it was some fucking VIP tour in there. Yeah. And when I went to to the Mona Lisa room, there was a lineup of at least 200 people waiting to get to see, to get next to the Mona Lisa. And I bet that Chuck Swirsky <laughs> did not wait in the Oh, line. give me a break. No, they closed down the museum for Chuck Swirsky. You're right. Not the museum, but the room. <laughs> that, or they, for they the brought bulls, him the, for the bulls. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that! <laughs> you don't think they were waiting? A nobody. Hour to get there in is the nobody. A, a fucking prime minister walking through. Everybody waits in line to see that goddamn portrait, which is a waste of time. It's a waste of time, anyways. But still. Yeah, yeah. But still. So Chuck Swirsky. Oh, and I, you know what? No, uh, I love Chuck. One. We love Chuck. We love Chuck a lot. And uh, <laughs> and he uh, and I don't even know if that's the case. <laughs> but it know. just got my dander up. I saw the picture. And I was like, this guy. You said uh, <laughs> since I was last at Louvre, Louvre, excuse me, was they didn't have this like no. snake system that yeah. you sort of what now just sort of get to go buy it. 
You can go down the sides of it, but there is like a bank style snake, you know, like uh, yeah. stanchions that you have to watch. I guess it's kind of smart actually, because you know, I, I want, I'm go- I'm willing to wait. <laughs> I'm going to get a selfie with the Mona Lisa. Fine. But it's a little more orderly. It's orderly. And it was used to be just like a, holy crap. Just a, yeah, everybody pack to get to the around. front of the stage. Yeah. yeah. Also, and then people are throwing stuff at yeah, it. Yeah, it got <laughs> caked the other, a couple of months ago or whatever. So a little more control. But I just suspect. I just I've been in the NBA world, and I just know that there was some sort of PR thing, and Chuck Swirsky just gets to walk in and get a selfie with the fucking Mona Lisa, and it just made me angry. But that might not be the case. But it is very hard to imagine. Wow. Oh, Chuck Swirsky, I'm just walking around the Louvre by myself while the day of the game, and I'm gonna wait an hour and a half. Well, to I'll tell you what, we're gonna find out. Oh, and you better hope that that's what happened because okay. it didn't, yeah. and he waited hours. In then, I, then I, I will. Eat then you'll this be hat. worse. Sleeping. I will eat this hat. You'll eat how, are hat. Gonna, how are we going to find out? Well, just ask tweet Chuck. Him? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll ask him. He'll answer. He'll answer. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why he wasn't a nominee for worst of the week because we don't know for sure. We don't yeah, know yeah. for sure. I know this is just me <laughs> being angry. So uh, I apologize. Go, go, uh, check out oh, the latest "Is This Good" podcast because Matty O and JD had a. Um, a lengthy conversation about the Mona Lisa and whether it's even good yeah. to begin with. Matteo had some thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very funny podcast. Did we see uh, any other uh, players? Pistons? Bulls? I, I don't think so. I didn't. Yeah. Oh, now, if you're with oh, us on YouTube. such an awesome photo. Yeah, JD, you might have to take worse yeah. of the week already. <laughs> Look at Why? Mona I think he waited. Says, Go you know what? Bulls. I think Chuck waited. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna plant my flag because I, I don't think anyone else took a photo. I didn't see anybody right. else. I gotta I gotta check out my man. Thirty four billion. The Bulls 32. did their Eiffel Tower photo. Yeah. Um, it, the the Pistons went to the opera. I didn't see anything about the Bulls no. at the museum. Okay, I don't know. All right, uh, we should move on. <laughs> uh, this season, guys, NBA Top Shot has partnered with the NBA Players Association to identify the fifty players that have defined the season and the moments that will define their greatness. This is pretty cool. So the NBA Players Association Executive Committee, along with each team's player reps, were given the opportunity to vote on who has stood out amongst their peers mm-hmm. and, again, define the season so far uh, and as we go along. So we have the first wave of 10 players that were selected based on their performance from tip-off through the end of November. So here are the 10 selections so far. And I just want to stress, these are not the top 10. This is just the first wave of 10 players out of 50. It's it's not a ranking system. They'll just be 50 in total, and they'll come out in waves as the season goes on. So it's the first group uh, of 10 players voted on again by the NBA Players Association. So you see them here. Anthony Davis, Devin Booker, John Morant, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Shea Gildas-Alexander, Joel Embiid, Kevin Durant, Luka Doncic, and Steph Curry. Good job. All pretty good players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got them in my top 50 as well. Yeah. Um, so no, no no surprises here. Anyway. <laughs> no, not well, yet. Okay, I mean, again, these are just the waves. So I guess it's a little weird that, like, where's Giannis, right? Yeah. Where's LeBron, Jokic? Maybe. Um, yeah, yeah Jokic. so where's Jokic? They're they're coming is the point, but that's the first uh, <laughs> oh, first if they wave. Get the votes. If they get the if votes get the from votes. the players, yeah. yes, themselves. But here's the cool part of this: uh, six of those names of the ten right now up on Top Shot, we get to pick like uh, as the fans like what will be the most iconic moment like from their season. Okay. To then turn into a Top Shot moment, so I thought we could uh, go through the ones that are open to vote on. 
we'll see two moments of each player right now, and then we could like we could just basically place our votes. Oh, maybe Trey already did actually, but hey. Yeah, Skeets well, told me, hey man, don't vote in this. I said too late. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, Trey. I was like, what? I awesome. The website looked awesome. I'm I like, know. this is cool. It's cool once we uh, click through. Yeah. So let's uh, let's start with I guess John Morant there. Yeah. We'll make our way down. All right. So what Ooh. do we have? We have to obviously sort of explain the moment so, for the um, for the audio listener. Yeah, there's so many moments. This one is the 360 steal. If you remember, <laughs> yeah. he had his back to oh, the yeah. inbounder, and as CJ oh, McCollum pa- uh, inbounded the ball. He leapt, did a 360 in the air. Oh, oh God. It's God. like a ballet. Oh, a Went behind play. the back. This is pretty smooth. And okay. then a layup at the other end. Okay. That is art. So right? That's the Mona. That's better than the Mona Lisa right You're there. You're damn right it is. That is beautiful. <laughs> uh, that's that's jaw romance. <laughs> okay. I'm really trying to push that nickname. Okay. What's the other one? What we got uh, here? Yeah. It's in a tough spot here because the second choice for John Morant is oh! massive dunk. Uh, against the Indiana Pacers, this one is... of many from Ja. Wow, this, this is like last week. Oh, yeah. yeah, January 14th game against the Pacers. Oh, God, that's this week. Yeah, and last he even weekend, said yeah. uh, oh, yeah. after this game, he's like, that's what everybody wanted, me to make a dunk. Because <laughs> <laughs> most of uh, he's had so many of these highlights where he's cocking the ball back way far. That gets fouled and misses the dunk. Yeah, right, right, right. So, yeah, you can see the check mark in the top right. I voted for this one, Skeets. Okay. I think it's going to win because it has 89% of the vote right oh, now. Yeah. It's you going gotta, to. You got to love steals. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a great steal. But we're talking about one of the best. That, that really is a highlight steal, right? It's you don't get steal. a lot of highlight steals. Yeah. But, um, no, we're picking the dunk. Especially, yeah, the, the, the cock back there. Bang. Yeah, okay. Jay Tay. Tatum. What we got for Tatum? Yeah. First play. What is First it? play. Celtics Lakers, December 13th, Tatum, ISO'd on LeBron James, goes into his dribble package, goes into his fake oh package, God. hits the big fadeaway. Okay, okay. Big fadeaway. I think this was a pretty close game Yeah. Uh, against the Lakers, and of course he got LeBron in the moment as well. That's a good one. Mm, okay, okay. That's I mean, I one. feel like we see that shot from Tatum <laughs> three times a game. Yep. Okay. Well, we know where Trey voted. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I love yeah. it. Uh, yeah, this one's better. Okay. Yeah, sorry, sorry to say. A dunk <laughs> from Jason Tatum oh, on Christmas against Giannis Antetokounmpo. Absolutely. Oh, come on. Yeah, this is a no-brainer. This is a blowout. No oh. blowout. 80-20 vote here, and I was with the people. Oh, man. I mean, his two plays are against LeBron and Giannis. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think right now you're – you got the perfect vote going. Thanks, man. <laughs> oh, nice reaction there from Time Lord, too. All, All right, right, Joel Embiid. Yep. Joel Embiid's are both real moments, as in we're seeing multiple plays from the same game. His first one oh. was against the Hawks. Makes a big shot. Then he plays defense on the other end to get the W. But his other reel, which I voted for, which has currently 85% of the votes, was from his 59-11-8-7 game. Mm, video game against numbers. Against the Utah Jazz. Yeah, on the uh, the mustard court, the Fred's meat and bread court. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The first moment is still going, by the way, because oh, of yeah, the yeah, real yeah. variety. Yeah, The real, for those that don't know, uh, in you know Top Shot vernacular, is like a bunch of plays uh, within melt the same footage, game. A melt. Say. Yeah, good call. Yeah. Good call. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, wow. So, there you go. You know, what does that say that they had to go with reels? for Joel Embiid. You know, he has big dunks. He has yeah. big blocks. But maybe uh, not to the level of like a standalone sort of moment. You know what I mean? Perhaps. Yeah, perhaps. I, I think at least in the case of his 59-point game, like oh. he just want to show the entirety of one of the better. Yeah, you're right. I remember Skeet's talking game score. 
Just one of the this incredible one of the game. greatest ever. Right? One of the greatest game scores of all time. Eighty five percent of the vote currently. Who's next? Kevin Durant. Okay. Let's open his voting. Uh oh, I activated both at the same time. Oh no, that's all right. We'll watch the left. <laughs> okay. We're watching the left. Steel. That's a double ender. In Ellis <laughs> parlance. Gets the block. Ball gets up to the court. Kevin Durant. He's still running. Oh, a big slammeroo. Okay. 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 Big slammeroo. On the right side, a three pointer. Just a pull up. A little skip. Against the Pistons. A little that skip on the Pistons logo. Some sort like of, uh, you know, you know, game winner or like going. 26 ahead. points I see here in the quarter. Oh, December 19th, there you go. And that there was go. his final. And obviously we got the bench going crazy, Kyrie included. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. I didn't think there was a clear winner here. And this might be our closest spread. I'm not actually remembering totally. But 76 to 24, I went with the dunk. I, You know what? I'm going the other one. I'm going to go with that 26-point uh, quarter. Is that what you said? Nice. Yeah, yeah I think a, you should a, vote for that one. That's a hell of a lot of yeah. points. Yeah, I haven't voted yet, so yeah, I'll fire up my that's uh, good. stream here. Split yeah. the votes. <laughs> okay. Okay, two more. <laughs> that's good. Uh, Luca. He's oh. had some. Oh, oh, no. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I activated them both again. My bad. Oh, another oh. close one. 71 to 29. We got his dunk where he freaked out after dunking on. <laughs> who is this? Uh, Eubanks. My guy Eubanks. Getting into the poster there at the last second. Yeah. Uh, and then Luca like, blew his own mind that he <laughs> did that, Doug. But the leader right now is his performance against the New York Knickerbockers. 61 points. <laughs> hits the crazy tip-in off the missed free throw. A triple-double as well. This one's high on the game score leaderboard as well. Yeah. how? I mean, mistaken. this should have, honestly, 99% of the vote. I know people like dunks, so that's why they're getting probably some votes on that other one. But this is... The, like the miss, the free throw miss, yep. the game uh, itself. I'm taking the dunk. Really? Yeah, it's the better highlight. Look at look at this hilarious <laughs> celebration in the uh, one where he gets Yay. the uh, free throw to you know miss. I'm not here for a free throw. I'm here for a j j j j jam. Uh, the other one's That's long. The real the reels. I don't know about these reels. Sure, like they're great, obviously, but I'm here for a moment. You want a moment? Yeah. Uh, please send individual moments. Moms. All right, here we go. Here we Please go. Last one. Votes. Last one. I'm going to do my best to not activate both at the <laughs> yeah, same time. To the there left. we go. To the there left. You go, there you go. Hemi Carter. Our first. Uh, Hemi yet. Carter. Shea Gilgis Alexander. This was, was this a game winner yep. against the Trailblazers Blazers. early in the season, December 19th. That's got 70% of the vote. Yeah, wow. that's great. His other, though, is the Hemi Carter right. game winner against the Washington oh, Wizards. Wow. The first one was December 19th. The other one was November 16th. Recency bias. You got to go November 16th. I, I think. think this is such a better shot. Like, he's shaking and baking. I remember yeah. we were talking on the show, Tass. You said he had, uh, who is that, Morris? He had him set up twice. He could have taken the first three. Right. He just waited. Went for the step so, back. So, to you, the hold on. Side. You guys are saying the uh, step back three. Against yeah, the yeah, yeah. The number Hemi two Carter? here. Hemi I, did, Carter. I disagree. Here's why. I think uh, when it's all said and done at the end of this year and he's an all-star finally, um, we're going to remember it like, wow, this guy barely took threes. And this guy did all of his work okay, okay. within that three-point line, getting to his spots, obviously getting to the free throw line. So I'm going to vote gotcha. for that first one. Right. That Respect. little baseline. Nice. I like the celebration that went down a little bit more too in that game. Like well, that. unfortunately, he didn't nickname himself after any former U.S. presidents after that one. No, you're so right. You're right. Disqualified. You're right. Okay. Yeah. There was a great celebration with the, uh, the <laughs> Hemi yeah, as well. That's true. He's just throwing stuff. Okay. That's good. All right. Two good choices. This is, I like this. Yeah, this is good. This is fun. Get your votes in there for the uh, Top Shot 50. So I guess we will then soon get the moments. And maybe a part of it is because of injury with some of them, or they can't decide, but like AD, Devin Booker, Jalen Brown, and uh, Steph Curry. I mean, no shortage of... Uh, 
I guess Steph Curry's uh, half-court half court, bomb yeah. might be one of them when we get to it. We'll yeah. see. We'll yep. see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Top Shot 50. That's a blast. Uh, hopefully, we'll continue to do that once we get those waves that continue to come from the Players Association. Got to take our last break. When we come back, pick them results and rapid-fire fun. All right, here in the Classic Factory still, pick them results. I got one right, baby. Oh, my God. I was terrified I was going to cover when they got to overtime. I was like, I'm going to lose this. I took the Warriors. They were the dogs. Celtics had to win by seven or more. You know, I thought the Warriors were going to win the game at the end. Then I'm like, who cares? Just lose at the end of regulation. As long as they cover, I'm fine. Goes to overtime. Celtics had like a seven or eight point lead. And I was like, oh, no. But in the end, the Warriors covered. So Horford, covered. Horford blew it with that three-shot foul on yeah, Wiggins. Yeah. Oh, that was a weird I, – I couldn't believe they didn't overturn that. Yeah. That, that was, was a surprising one. He – I mean, they said he touched him. Like, did he, though? Maybe elbow. I Maybe, guess he must yeah. have grazed him. But uh, And then Wiggins hit two of the three, too, which yeah. was pretty important. Anyway, I got a rare win here in January because I took the Warriors to cover. Four and nine. Loss for Tassie, six and seven. Trey, nine and four with that loss. What's tonight's game? Big sked tonight. Huge sked. We got some goodies. Knicks, Hawks, Warriors, Cavs, Heat, Mavericks. That one's on ESPN. Pacers, Nuggets. Another one on ESPN is the one we're picking. Grizzlies at Lakers. Lakers are getting six and a half points at home. So the Grizzlies got to go into L.A. and win by seven. Mm-hmm. Skeets, you think they can do it? While well, myself and Trey think the Lakers can keep it close as they have been. That's true. Four, four heartbreakers in a row. Pretty close anyways. In a row. Uh, uh, they're due to get their ass kicked. By the team that's won 11th straight. That's going to put on a show. John Morant in L.A. Let's go. No, I mean, yeah. The Lakers got to keep it close for you guys. Yeah, more like more like three heartbreakers in a row, I should say. But uh, Three okay. losses. There are three losses. Doit. So yeah. that's why I think they can cover. We shall see. All right. I got the Grizzlies. Got to win by seven or more on the road there in, uh, in L.A. against the Lakers. The other guys have the other team. <laughs> the other guys have the other team. Uh, let's end this rapid fire. Nope. Let's end this podcast. Yep. With some rapid fire fun. J.D., you got the questions. We got the answers. Yeah, there was a hilarious misunderstanding on Wednesday when Kevin Durant told Stan Van Gundy that he was spitting facts, as in spitting facts. Stan Van thought it was a bad thing. So my question to you is... What are the kids saying these days that you just don't get? Skeets. <laughs> well, I've learned a lot of like uh, phrases that are popular with the kids from watching Love Island UK. <laughs> I got a few of them here for you guys. Um, what do you think it means, Tass, let's just okay, say, sure. when somebody says, he's been ignoring me all evening. Think I've been pied. What does pied mean? Uh, is it like ghosted? <laughs> it's it's sort of dumped, yeah. Pied. Like usually in an appalling manner. Got like, pied. Like it feels like you took a pie to the face. I believe so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just sort yeah, of humiliated. Just, that's awesome. What about uh? <laughs> I've just seen them talking to somebody else. I feel mugged off. What's mugged off? Uh, annoyed and offended. Disrespected. Okay. Embarrassed. Yeah, usually sure, publicly. Sure. Yeah. Mugged off. This this is British. Yeah. 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 And then uh, I love this one. Anytime they say it, they, a lot of this comes up on uh, Love Island Australia too. But uh, I like them. I need to get grafting. Oh, grafting. I love grafting. <laughs> what does I it mean? Lo- you know, like building bonds. But also somehow on Love Island, grafting means making coffee. <laughs> yeah. That's like the number one way to graft on Love Island is by making your paramour coffee in the morning so 
ever since we started watching it, you know, we're only 30 episodes in of the 66. <laughs> Every morning I make coffee. I'm like, for Laura, I'm like, here, I grafted this for you. I'm grafting nice. for you. Oh. Yeah, working hard to show someone yeah. that they're uh, that you're interested in yeah. them. Sort of, you're almost flirting, but yeah, just doing yeah. nice things. Again, this is like not really answering your question, I would <laughs> say, JD, but... Same ballpark, good, yeah. right? I was right. entertained, regardless. Uh, Tassie. Well, the phrase uh, "main character energy." I'm not into it because it's not black and white. Mm. What do you mean? Well, main character energy means that the person is sort of stepping into their light, living their life, being the featured person, and establishing themselves, which is fine yeah, if that's like what it was it again. does yeah. but but according to articles it's only 55 percent good it's 45 percent bad because that person can also be sort of full of themselves a little right. too much narcissistic right. or whatever i don't want my slang to be nuanced no. <laughs> get out of here you know it's black or white you hate it or like it so and then and then you throw in a side character energy into this like and then i'm just done so that Person, oh, I don't even I don't even want to get into that one. That person is just you know not not taking over the limelight, but not doing enough. But do should I like that person or mm. should I not? That one's that one's even more <laughs> odd. I'm like I, I really don't know what that. I agree. One is. It's sort of NPC. shallow. A side character is just written to be to support, right? Uh huh. So they're just shallow. There's nothing other than what you're seeing. That's, That's what I get. Yeah, but like character. to go back to the main character energy term, you're yeah. right. It's like from your own perspective, if you were to say it, I want to be a main character energy. Yeah. Like I want to have that. That's good. Like I want to <laughs> be like take control of my life and be the star <laughs> as everybody should. But then if somebody says that about you, it could come across as it's all about them. I would totally be offended. Jesus. Yeah, right. <laughs> offended. right. So it, it does depend. Yeah. I'm an ensemble player over here. <laughs> <laughs> so you got side character energy? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> literally you know to it's the side thing. of us on I this am. podcast. Yeah. Un- no, you're not. You're not. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is so... It's so yeah. There you go. It's all about me now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all right. right. Yeah, you're, you're, you're really where controlling to step in, it. Where to step into your power, JD. All right. All right. Trey. I've got a few. Giving, like, reminds me of, so, like, I don't know. Tass is wearing a Henley. It's given dock worker vibes. Okay. Given. You know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a that's a given. weird one to that's me. That's a weird one because it's all... another word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Guy with a big beard and a Carhartt hat. It's given January sixth energy. No. <laughs> that kind of thing. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, it could be anybody. <laughs> another one that's surprising to me: heart hands. Heart uh-huh. hands have replaced the traditional "I love you" symbol. Huh. Yeah. To the point where, like, this is an emoji now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it looks cool. You make I a, do like you make it. A good yeah, I like game. it. Everyone can do it, man. <laughs> hey, put, it, put it a little lower with your red. Uh, go back to him okay. there. Yeah, with your red, looks good. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Oh yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so heart <laughs> hands. Uh, but the most confusing one to me was watching um, like TikTok basketball players, and people in the comments would be like, "Oh, he's selling. He's selling out there." It's like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Choking. Especially oh. in a video game, making a dumber, unforced error, getting carried, being a bot, throwing. Bro, you're selling so hard right now. My back hurts from carrying you so much. Selling? Wow. When you first said it, I was like, almost sounds positive. Yeah. Like, yeah. this guy's this guy's selling, selling the goods. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad when you got to go to Urban wow. Dictionary to figure out what I these kids are saying. Learn something new here. <laughs> selling. Awesome. Kids today. Okay. <laughs> uh, move over, Saint Sexy Saint Jeff. 
Oh, the candle. Yeah, the, the candle. This is what we, uh, this is our main prop on the No Buffs podcast because it's moving over because CBS just added this life size <laughs> Jeff Probst cardboard cutout standee to its online store, which we are absolutely ordering. I mean, it's a no-brainer. I, I'm not sure where we're going to put it, but it's going in oh, just this. Gonna, like, I'll be behind know. you guys. Oh, behind us. <laughs> just like the candle. Is that the pure around <laughs> yeah. I'll like just put him, I'll, I'll put him behind me, like where oh, Ash, yeah. Ash stand right there, and then you'll be Jeff Yeah, Jeff there's Pro. Jeff Probst. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, we'll put him, yeah. That's right. Right. Okay. Yeah, it'll look great. <laughs> JD, JK, JP. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, we're definitely getting it. So my question to you is, what's something awesome but stupid you simply had to or must have skeets? Well, yeah, with that Probes uh, cardboard cutout, it is literally in my to-do list today. It says, <laughs> buy Probes cardboard cutout. So that is happening. We will nice. have that for No Buffs, which returns in early March. Uh, but yeah, something awesome but stupid I had to have. I actually don't buy a lot of dumb crap, if I'm being honest. I don't generally like to. Uh, but fancy ice cube makers, Ooh. like trays. <laughs> Got some for uh, the holidays, too, but you don't need that. Yep. It's all ice. <laughs> it's all ice. But I sort of like it if I'm having a nice scotch at night. Uh, you know, the fancy, it looks so like a cocktail ice. Looks so you're expensive. talking like the massive cube. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got to be a massive cube. And do you get it clear, like completely clear? Through, well, I don't through care that much. I'm not uh, boiling my water yeah. and then filling it. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. But it does look cool. This, this one especially that I got, I'll have to uh, totally. show you guys or take a photo. But fancy ice cube trays. <laughs> Love a big cube. Big cubes are great. Uh, Tessie. Well, recently, I got a Funko Pop, Vince Carter Funko Pop, from her (laughs) man, JK. And uh, now I love it. I didn't think I needed it, but uh, it's also uh, a Funko Pop with the slam cover of Vince Carter's Rookie Year, where the caption is, Rookie of the Year, question mark, no doubt, asterisk. (laughs) It's so strange. And the asterisks is, uh, well, there may be a little doubt. Uh, Was there doubt? They walked it back there in the slam office that day, eh? Come on. Anyway, it's cool. It's a cool Funko Pop uh, edition because it's got little holes in it, so you can hang the actual cover. Oh, I see. Uh, I see. That's cool. That's neat. So that's neat. That's very cool. Are you going to collect these Funko Pop characters (laughs) now? No, sir. Why not? Uh, you know, <laughs> I just don't. I, 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 I'm, I've gotten rid of a lot of my memorabilia. Although I do have some of the NBA 75 Canada hard courts. Oh, yeah, you bought those. Are nice. those, those are nice. Those are up. Those are up. Really? Yeah. They're nice. Yeah, they're up. They're featured. <laughs> but it's hard. Like, I, I, had, I, I had, like, a Paul Molitor, who I love, Paul Molitor. I had a, a photo slash card display thing yeah. it's like Polly Molly where am I where am I gonna put yeah, you in you, the you, office you need... knock 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 hammer hammer in Polly Molly into the wall I doubt it you need the games room or the the, the man cave if I you don't, want to yeah. call it that if you, got, if I'm you not don't caving. have that where are you putting that stuff I'm sort of yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> I'm not caving so I, I I hear you it would be nice it would be nice there Everybody come in, come over with their slippers and sit in the man cave. <laughs> but, I'll bring the ice. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, Trey, what's something awesome but stupid you simply had to have or must have? I you don't... simply have... Anyway, you know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm familiar. Um, I don't remember if I, this was a Trey Young interview 
or a Steph Curry interview, but they were talking about the fact that they're able to shoot from so far away, and a big part of it was like hand grip strengtheners. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I got five back. Five back? You got two hands, bro. <laughs> yeah, but think of all the different disciplines. You got the classic hinge. You got the little one that like for individual fingers. Nice yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. A trumpet one. You got a ball. <laughs> Weak. Yeah. You got a donut. What? <laughs> I don't understand. That one's too close to the ball. And then the wild one. It's like five individual circles oh, attached yeah, by yeah, a that, thing yeah. to open. open. Oh, even tougher. Ooh, Ooh. carpal tunnel style. Ah. Yeah, yeah. So. I don't know. Hopefully by the end of this year, I'm able to hit 30 footers or at least open every single jar. Yeah, Those are my two goals. Or be like a, nice. a badass ventriloquist or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The best Muppeteer of all time. <laughs> all right, guys. Last one. This week, we celebrated the 17th anniversary of this very show. 17 years. Kind of amazing. And yet, we barely acknowledged it. In fact, Skeets forgot all about it. Mm -hmm. To be fair... 17 is kind of meh somehow, mm -hmm. right? I yeah. Mean, we, when you've been in the game this long, maybe you should just acknowledge it every five years. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, the question is, what's something else that should only be celebrated every five years, Skeets? Uh, I believe I've said this before, but uh, birthdays. Mm. Once you've reached the age of 25. After 25, we celebrate it every five years. Yeah. We're not okay. doing you're, you're getting okay. too old at that point. We're not we're not doing 26, 27, 29, 29. We'll wait until 30, then we celebrate. Then we do 35, we do 40. You know, but we go up to 25 because uh, I was going to say 20, but here in the states, 21, legal drinking age. That makes sense. That's fine. You're still young. You still got all the energy. You're missing out on 26, 27, 28, 29. Why? Well, I was extremely immature in my f early 20s and then Still immature in my late 20s. Still want to have some fun. Yeah, but could you, good couldn't years. you argue, like, they were probably fine birthdays? I, yeah. I knew you. I don't remember them. But anyway, <laughs> but you could argue. Because I didn't argue, celebrate them. You could argue uh, not having celebrated the 26 through 29, man, we would have had a banger at 30. <laughs> All that built up uh, birthday celebration. Main we character energy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> birthdays, especially when you get that old. You don't need them every year. It's yeah. a good one. I couldn't agree more. Okay. Uh, Tess. I think you'll agree with this one too, JD, because you don't celebrate your marriage. Nah. Uh, but every five years, I think would yeah. be reasonable. Then you'd actually celebrate. <laughs> I, th I think after you can celebrate it every year until you get to ten. Yeah. Uh, but then after that, no need. Yeah. Every five, and then you'll actually do it. Because yeah. what were you at, JD, that you didn't celebrate? Aren't wasn't it a milestone? Uh, just now, uh, twenty years. And you didn't. Well, I mean, I it could be argued that our trip to Europe was part of the. <laughs> It was part of the justification of it, sure. you know, but, uh, you know, whatever. We had some champagne, but that was it, you know. Yeah. Whatever. Do yeah. you know that... We celebrate uh, every goddamn day around here. Our, our 17th anniversary for yeah. the show, uh, do you know what the, um, the the wedding anniversary gift is? No. Does anybody have an idea? Nah, Would. I only look it up uh, Very close. Year. Very close. Furniture. Wow. We should have bought like a nice rocking chair. We did. The Jeff Standy. Oh, okay. Going to. Yeah, that's furniture in a way. <laughs> Maybe a nice decorative. Chesterfield or an ottoman. Jeez. <laughs> always qu always quoting the bare naked lady. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I can. Whenever I can. <laughs> I right and you're the only head. one who gets it. Yeah, I am, and I appreciate head. it every single time. <laughs> uh, Trey, what should only be celebrated every five years? We only need award shows every five years. Hmm. Look mm. back. What did people actually watch for the past five years? <laughs> you can't name a single best picture in the last five years. 
Uh, no, the one where the the fish had sex with the the woman. You can't name it. Did that? Uh, the uh, love and water, love and what now? I don't what? know what it is. Uh, sex fish. Uh, no, um, uh, what is it called? That's that's very this is what I'm saying. I know it won. Movies come out, people talk about them, then they forget about them completely. Same with music. Same with literally everything. So <laughs> if you do it for five years, you'll like actually get ten movies that people care about, rather than throwing Sound of Metal in the Best Picture nominees. Right. Shape of Water. <laughs> Shape of Water. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's Which it. probably won about five years ago at this point. That's, that, I like this idea. So oh, 2017 it, film. So yeah, you're so saying every five years there's a nominations for five pick five best pictures. There's only five nominees. Okay. Out of the sure, five, yeah. one a year. One a year, basically. Wow. Oh, jeez. That'd be hard. <laughs> I like that a lot because then you have the. Uh, the perspective, right? Yeah. Would, you yeah, know, did that's this, true. Are that's we still point. talking about this five years later, three years later, whatever? I yeah. Like that. And you don't get those November, December movies that recency bias. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's throw it on the list. Yeah. You're does right. Does it still hold up a couple of years from now? That's pretty good. After other movies. Yeah. All right. I like it. Those are all great answers, guys. Guys, great answers this week. <laughs> what a week for rapid fire. That's it. <laughs> for RF, that's it for the Drop Podcast. Thanks, everybody, for joining us live here on YouTube. Hit that like button. Subscribe if you haven't. Get our uh, subscription numbers, excuse me, up to 70K by All-Star Weekend. That would be one hell of an achievement. Let's do it. Share the show with your friends. If you're a podcast listener, leave your boys a five-star rating and review. Helps us out in terms of rankings and for other NBA fans to find the show. If you are going to be in Salt Lake City or you live there, come join us live February 17th, 8 p.m. at the Urban Lounge. That is the Friday night of All-Star Weekend. And uh, we're going to have a blast with everybody that can make it out. Tickets available in the description notes of this podcast. And, of course, they're in the YouTube description as well. Just click on that link. Get yourself a ticket. There's VIP packages if you want to you want to splurge a little bit, maybe for an anniversary gift. <laughs> Bring your significant other to the No Dunks Live show. Paper is one of them. Paper is one of the <laughs> early it's anniversary early ones, gifts. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a good gift. Tickets. But we probably don't have real paper tickets. Yeah, that's... you got to print it. got to print the receipt. <laughs> that's, that's, I don't like that, actually. I'm going to order you something. It won't be here in time. So I'm just going to print the receipt oh, and give yeah, it to you. Yeah. It's, it's just like that. It's just like opening it. <laughs> nah, it's like opening a picture of it. <laughs> it's true. I've gotten a few of those over yeah, my time here. It's on tough. It. Yeah. But uh, Who it's the thought that it? counts, right? You know? it, that's... You should write that on the outside of the package if you do it. <laughs> yeah. It's the thought that counts. Open this piece of paper. <laughs> Tear <laughs> the paper off this paper. <laughs> to see like a cr- like a crappy printout. Like it's usually not a great printer either. Yeah. You know. You're like printing an email, which always looks weird. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten that before too. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Anyway, yeah, we'll see you hopefully in Salt Lake City, and uh, of course we'll see you on Monday. Right here from the Classic Factory, 10 a.m. Eastern Live, with our NBA Weekend winners and losers. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, Trey took me back with the uh, the Shape of Water talk there. Ladybird was robbed by the Shape of was Water. Was it that year, was it? That was the last year I watched yeah. movies. So, yes. <laughs> you got think... ups- he was so upset that Ladybird I stopped watching that. movies. <laughs> I'm done with. I movies. did like. I did like that animal, having sex with that woman. Though I did. <laughs> I never saw it. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> I embrace the weekend, people. <laughs>